<laughs> Welcome to Ask a Mountain Bike Professional. Today we have myself, Dave, everybody knows one. We have Aaron and Nicole, who are sharing a microphone today. Yeah. And uh, Nicole has been a little frustrated that we haven't told her what we're talking about today. Yep. <laughs> but it's because we want her honest opinion so uh today actually this was brought up uh, we've been asked this question a whole bunch so we're gonna throw out the the main question and then we'll kind of wander around it for a minute uh the question that i've received and i'm sure aaron has as well is when people have come into the shop or out on the trails and they've asked about e-bikes and what we think they're uh their impact is going to be on mountain biking as a sport as well as trail access mm -hmm. um, and the community kind of in general with mountain biking what we've seen so far and what we <coughs> think we'll see in the future so we wanted Nicole's raw reaction because Aaron and I both really liked riding <coughs> e-bikes after we went to the desert and learned about them from a couple of pros. Yeah, yeah we got to uh, ride with Jesse Milamed and uh, um, Wade Simmons. Well, part of it was just that we were completely sold on the, the motor that Rocky Mountain had and the tuning that they had. National Trail down in uh, Phoenix on South Mountain, and that was... It felt like riding a regular bike, except for we were superhuman. Yeah, and just a quick shout out to Jesse, who just won last week in the Enduro World Series. And took second this week. And took second <laughs> this week. Yeah, exactly. So he's on fire. And he's, he's just, just an all-out nice guy. One of my favorite moments, we were riding there. There's a place that they call the Waterfall. Yeah. Um, on National Trail in South Mountain. Mm-hmm. And I was following Jesse the best I could. Um, he was taking it easy, so I was able to follow him, and I kind of followed his line down waterfall. And we got there, and then we were talking and waiting for everybody else. And Aaron shows up, and Jesse turns to me, and he's like, you can't roll this. You can't roll that. Does he know you can't roll that? And I was like, I don't know. And Aaron rolled it really well. Like, yeah. Rolled down the thing, and Jesse like panicked a little because he was kind of like our group supervisor, and probably thought that Aaron was gonna die, but he didn't. So yeah, yeah he, he yelled to me, "That's a huck!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Right when you were in the middle, yeah. that's a huck. It was too late at that point, yeah. and Aaron rolled it. I, I'm good at uh, letting my bike not leave the ground. Yeah, and then, I mean, everybody should know who Wade Simmons is. The godfather. The godfather of, of freeride mountain bike, right? Mm-hmm. So, so Wade Simmons actually has an IMDB page, believe it or not, uh, because he's the godfather of freeride mountain bike and has been in a ton of mountain bike videos. I mean, we rode with him as well, and it was tons of fun, but I remember at dinner... He was just so excited about what e-bikes would bring to guys like him who've ridden their whole lives but weren't, you know, necessarily 
downhill racing anymore or, or I mean he still does a lot of trail riding and free riding but he just loved the idea of being able to ride all day again <clears throat> so once we break out out of the top 200 leisure podcasts in North Korea <laughs> then we'll probably have you know Wade or Jesse on sometime both Jesse and Wade were super great ambassadors to get guys like us who are on the fence about e-bikes really excited about it yeah when when i when we went down i actually was uh all for um e-bikes getting uh people that ride um getting their partners to be able to ride with them which ironically i've become that person that's a story for later yeah wade um seriously got us all excited about the possibilities of e-bikes and uh the capabilities of the rocky mountain e-bikes specifically but one cool thing about wade was uh just uh when we were chatting with him he said yeah if you ever uh make it up to vancouver let me know i'll take you on a tour we'll uh talk to rocky and uh um get them to let me take you on a tour of the the facilities and also i got a jersey that they said jesse was gonna sign for me and we couldn't find jesse i I don't know if he was taking a nap or what but (laughs) we were about to to take off and uh i'm like Hey, Wade, I was supposed to get this jersey signed by Jesse, but we can't find him. Will you sign it? And he's like, yeah, you want a jersey? Let me get you a jersey. <laughs> and he ran up to his room, grabbed a jersey, and signed it and um, gave it to us. I'm like, well, I was meaning just this jersey, but this is cool, too. <laughs> and then Jesse came, and he signed it also. So, Yeah, I think, I think he gave us a really great monogram, like best bike shop somewhere jesse uh wrote like best thing to happen to mountain biking today or something like that (laughs) yeah good dudes we really are going to get back around to the original question but just a super fast history lesson on e-bikes they were primarily hub motors and then they became mid-drive motors a few years after that and they were always kind of more of a commuter bike and even the first e-bike mountain bikes we won't name any brands but they (laughs) the geometry was super commuter or 1990s or early aughts mountain bike geometry but a few few companies that got on board several years ago decided to basically make the exact same bikes that were their hottest enduro bikes and and make them into e-bikes and that's really when you know stuff started to take off for your typical mountain biker wanting to get into it is there anything i missed oh upcoming so the coolest latest trend in e-bikes now that we're seeing is uh lighter motors and removable batteries that you can pull off and and quote unquote frictionless motors so you can ride that same bike without the battery as if it were a normal mountain bike and and really have a one do it all type of bike that's always kind of been the unicorn in the bike world but honestly a lot of bikes are do-it-all bikes now but now truly (laughs) a do-it-all e-bike mountain bike bike did i miss anything in that super short nope nailed it history lesson and (laughs) and where it is currently i mean there's we could get way into depth i'm a total technology geek so i could dive deep into that but we're not going to 
back to mountain bike community culture and especially trail access and use. So Nicole, raw reactions, <laughs> e-bikes on trails. Because, I mean, Aaron and I are more on board than you are. Is that accurate? Well, I approve of them. Yeah. I do. I more just, on board for our personal riding. Yeah. I mean, oh, do, like you don't me ride an e-bike. One, I'm not going to get one. Yeah. Anytime soon. But could I see in the future? Yeah, probably. I've been on them. I think they're really fun. So I approve of them on the trails. I think everything there's good and bad, but I see a lot more good with e-bikes than bad. <clears throat> um, so I think one day I could probably be an owner. <laughs> but as for right now, it would just be an occasional, like, go out on an e-bike for me. Though. Yeah. And what I, I am looking for in my mountain biking, it is awesome for, like, my dad is considering buying one, and it's been holding him back as far as riding with me and my kids sometimes. So I can see the need for him because we go out, we ride. <clears throat> my eight-year-old can beat him, and he's, like, still, like, breathing pretty hard, struggling back there. He's not the most in shape dad i'm sorry if you listen to this you're still awesome <laughs> but he knows like he would like more power and he'd like to be able to keep up with the kids and everybody when we're riding yeah and so i love it for that i love that you don't have to give up on something that you enjoy just because maybe you're aging out a little bit it's getting a little bit more difficult to keep up with like the next generation down from you um just equalizes that and i think that's really cool about it and sometimes it helps equalize same generations um <clears throat> who might have just different abilities on what, the trail what are you saying i'm i, I didn't say anything well, well i can i can interject here <laughs> I, so 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 i would say aaron and i are more probably of the mindset that e-bikes are both for new riders and riders that need that extra help and hardcore riders who just want to go further in a day uh, faster uphill and be able to knock out a 25 mile ride in the same time it would take them to do a 10 mile ride on their acoustic bike whereas nicole from what you said you correct me if i'm wrong you're you're still in the camp of it's fantastic for people who need it i guess so <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really thought about how I have not gone out on an e-bike on a really long, like we've done a long ride, like Spring Hollow is really long, like kind of mm -hmm. long. I don't know. Well, <clears throat> I haven't gone out on. Vertical. I haven't yeah. gone out on a ride where I've done maybe just something crazy yeah. on an e-bike that I could never have done on my bike. That actually does sound a little pilling now that we were talking about it. So well, that, I should that's do that. Why we didn't I wanna, should do that. But that's why we didn't want to okay. tell you what we were talking right, so. about. So you could have a real opinion, and then we could mold it. Oh, you're <laughs> just trying to shape me. I'm this child over no, here. No, 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 no. No, we're not. We, we actually wanted your real opinion. And and before we get too far along, we, we also want your real opinion on your experiences on the trail with e-bikes. Okay. Because you're a fast rider, and you're a very fast uphill rider. What annoys you about them right now? Okay, just last week I was a little annoyed <laughs> on a trail. <clears throat> and it's, it's I don't know, it, it shouldn't annoy me. It really shouldn't. But I feel like you ride a lot. You kind of earn the right to not be passed by people very often <laughs> going uphill because of that. And so I don't get passed. Like, it's kind of rare. 
So now I am pulling over because someone's cruising up behind me, gets me out of my rhythm. It's honestly not a big deal. Like I say it and people are like probably No, no, no. Why does that even matter to you? But you just you're on your bike and then popping off, popping off because a bunch of e bikers are are just cruising up behind you. Um, I'm not used to it, I guess. Yeah. Like I didn't ever have that happen before. So that is maybe one thing. It's not a huge deal. But I, I am the one who has to get off my bike, you know, and let them by. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's unusual for you. It is unusual. It's just maybe getting used to it as well. No, you don't have to get used to it. You can hate it. That's fine. <laughs> that's, we wanted your legit opinion. No, but also, I, I brought that up. You said just this last week, mm-hmm. I'm assuming it was on a trail that is technically not open to e-bikes. That is very true. It is not. Okay. It's a very popular trail, too. Yes. Busy trail. I, I'm guessing which trail yeah. it is. You don't need to say it, but <laughs> it is super popular for everything, especially... I saw, a month ago, a dirt bike also on that trail. Okay, now that's, that's too far. <laughs> I was like, whoa! <laughs> but, but, I mean, I have seen lots of people on e-bikes on that trail, mm-hmm. and it's, it's not supposed to be open for them. So that, right. that kind of brings us to the next thing. Did that thought cross your mind hey, this isn't even open to e-bikes, or did it not? For me, that isn't a big deal, yeah. honestly, because I, think, I, I re- think about other people in my life that might be on one, and I'd be like, no, that's not a big deal. Like, if my dad went out on one on that trail, that's probably the trail for him to go on it mm-hmm. on, honestly. Like, but what if he tried to pass you? I would, I would be fine. <laughs> but what if, if it, it wasn't, wasn't dad. your dad? <laughs> what if my dad? Was- just so. to be clear, I never say anything. I just do what I'm polite. <laughs> oh, yeah. But Spit on the ground and I say, don't. ride by, never on them. Puncture no, their tire I, but as I, they go. But I wonder how you feel about Because I'll be honest, before I got into e-bike riding, I was on the same trail you were on, and I got passed by a lady and her mom that I knew, saw them at the top, and I did have that thought. I thought... This is not an open to e-bike trail. Yeah. You know, since I've been riding one more, I've had that thought less. But in that moment, I thought this is kind of baloney. And it was actually during the <laughs> one climb on that trail. There's like two little climbs. Yeah. The second bad. little climb with one switchback, and it's sometimes a little rough. And she pulled up behind me, but her mom, even on the e-bike, was still far enough behind that it totally made that climb weird for me. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, and so I did have that thought. So I've had it before. I probably don't anymore, but I totally did. I was like, this is not open to e-bikes. What are you guys doing? Yeah. I guess another issue there is, I guess I have two categories of people as far as e-biking. There are those that they're on them because they wouldn't get to the top probably without it, right? Mm-hmm. Then there's those that, <clears throat> like, there's people that are just as fast as me that have e-bikes, right? Yeah. And so they get on them, but they're cruising still because they still got that base of their physical fitness, and then they have that assist, and so it's even it's even quicker. And so there there's that that kind of comes up on you too fast, up or down. You know, if they're using it coming down, and it can be a little bit scary um, that way, or just startling. And then on on bigger trails, people that are newer maybe getting up a trail that it's harder for them to get down. It's a little bit dangerous. They they have that power to get up it, but then they don't have the skill to get down it. Yeah. And so there's just some issues that way with knowing your own capabilities, even though you have that power there. What is your skill level with your bike? Mm-hmm. What can you handle with your bike? So so I've thought about this a lot, <clears throat> and we sprung this on you. But let's, 
let's talk a little bit about what some communities have done. So I ride in Park City, Utah fairly frequently, and I ride in Moab a couple times a year. And they're great examples because they're destination, you know, bike places. So in Park City, basically, in order to ride uh, their everyday multi-use trails, you have to either be over a certain age or have some sort of disability pass. That's one way to do it. That's how Park City's decided to do it so far. They had a whole bunch of city council meetings and people arguing for and against it. There are a handful of trails that are open to all of the above, but it's not like up here where we live in Cache Valley where you have you know, single track that's kind of unregulated and then you have a bunch of moto trails that are awesome for those guys with fitness to go hit hard on an e-bike. Mm-hmm. Those are the, that's the right place right now. Like, that's the best mm-hmm. place for them to go. Uh, anyway, so that's how Park City's done it. Moab, Aaron, do you want to talk about what Moab's done a little bit? Moab, they have it closed except for to motorized trails. That's absolutely correct. It's kind of interesting for a place like Moab where all of their uh, um, popular trails before there were mountain bikes there were motorcycles and that's how they got started Um, like Sovereign Trail I think Top of the World uh, was a moto trail in the beginning Poison Spider Mesa uh, Slick Rock you know the well it was the most famous mountain bike trail in the the world slick rock still open to motos and e-bikes yep because it's open to motos yep the majority of moab is blm land which blm lands rules are local authorities decide where with uh national forest it's all e-bikes are considered motorized and so national forest they're that even if the local authorities decide that they want to open it up to e-bikes they can't because it's uh federal land yeah and that's that brings up a great point too so moab's another interesting example where they just made a hard line unless it's open to motorized it's not open to Mm e-bikes so that's another way to do it where we are it's pretty much unregulated and that's where i think a lot of places are even though there are rules about it nobody's really enforcing them or following them which I think is actually, it's, it's been okay so far. We haven't had like major problems. Yeah. The, the forest land thing super interesting because there's a couple of laws that have been, uh, we're, I don't want to talk about politics at all, but there <laughs> have been a couple of laws thrown out there that said, hey, we should make forest land also local land manager dec- decision, which, mm-hmm. which I believe that's a great way to go. I think that the people that know the trails best and live in the area should be able to determine the use. Um, but I, I feel the same way, whole other story about wilderness trails. Like some of them should be open to mountain bikes, but shouldn't be open to e-bikes. So. Mm-hmm. And then there are play- places out there, not many, but there are places out there that have e-bike specific mountain bike trails. Obviously mm-hmm. you can still ride acoustic bikes on them, but they were designed and built for e-bikes. Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen single track yet, but I've read about a few places that are starting to build this is an e-bike specific trail. That's what was designed. You can ride acoustic bikes on it, but it was designed for e-bikes. Yeah, Park City just barely opened one up or either opened it or announced that they're building it where it's specific to e-bikes. Yeah, I was I was just down there a couple weeks ago and looked looked for it. I don't think it's finished yet, okay. but, it, but it might be now. It might yeah. have been like finishing touches, started it last fall, polishing it off in the spring sort of deal. Yeah. So those are kind of the different models. Can you think of can you think of any others that we've missed? 
that would be a model towards trail access for e-bikes so far. I think that's kind of it. There's the the paved paths because with paved paths they were closed to e-bikes, but now they're opening up to e-bikes, micro mobility, uh, electric skateboards, one wheel, yeah, all that type of stuff. Yep, yeah. that makes sense to me. Uh, a lot. I thought it was kind of silly that it was ever um, not open, but I'm sure there's some uh, some commuter cyclists that have a different opinion, um, especially in congested areas. But yeah, with with trails, I I personally am a firm believer in purpose built trails. Purpose built for uh, hiking. Purpose built for mountain biking. Purpose built for uh, equestrians and the horse people. <laughs> Let's jump right into that. So, Aaron, your ideal scenario for trail access would be purpose-driven trails. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's ideal. We don't yeah. live in this utopia where you can build trails for everyone and for everything and, mm-hmm. and make it exactly what you want. Yeah. But So, start. that's your ideal. Start at ideal. <laughs> My ideal is purpose-driven everything. And then kind of work your way back. What, what you would provide is the best scenario. Yeah, it... Because that's obviously the ideal, and I'm never given my ideal situation. Ever. <laughs> well, sometimes, but I forget about those easy and remember the <laughs> times when I'm not given what I want. Where am I? <laughs> what are um, you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, for me, I think that for the longest time, uh, we've all seen the trail etiquette sign where horses are at the top everybody yields to a horse because horses are big and unpredictable and they don't care if they kick you in the face if you upset them they will kick you hikers uh yield to horses and bikers yield to hikers and horses all trails have been open to those um three people and we haven't had to think about one wheels on trails we haven't had to think about um, unicycles. We still don't have too much. I'm sure they fall into the same category as uh, as horses. Just kidding. Bicycles. 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 Yeah. Bicycles. Because I I feel like hikers and equestrians can share a trail so much easier than um, mountain bikers can share a trail with horses. Just because we can carry higher speeds and we can startle a horse easier i found or i've been taught by equestrians as long as you talk to to the people and to the horses uh the horses don't get startled because otherwise they think you're some kind of a a demon like a a speed demon (laughs) but when you start talking they understand that you're a person and they're cool with People. people not demons that's helpful. I I can agree with some of that. Nicole, what is your ideal, since we didn't give any time to think about this, but what is your ideal, and then move backwards from that. And if you don't even know, I've talked about your ideal. If it's the same, you can just say, you know, this is what I think should happen with trail access for these categories. Well, I don't know if I've ever thought about my ideal. Because <laughs> <clears throat> ideally, I want everyone to be out there enjoying nature, like, in the best way they can and that's so different for each person I mean I'm not too bugged by e-bikes so I don't I kind of like how it is right here where we live right now where no one is like enforcing it too much 
I haven't seen a lot of trouble with it. I don't really know what my ideal is. I just want everyone to be out there. That's fair. And safe, but, but safe, you know, because yeah. there is there is that factor in there. Because so, there's just <clears throat> all levels of the e-bike the e community, and I feel like they should all be out there enjoying it. So. so if I were to rephrase your ideal, it would be everybody but educated. Educated, yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. You're, you pass a written test <laughs> at the trailhead. Everybody but educated. <laughs> no, I mean, but I, I feel like there is... I'm a huge fan of personal responsibility. Obviously, the ideal is to have limitless trails that are all designed for exactly what we want to do, but mm -hmm. that's that's not going to be the case. That'd be yeah. fantastic. But but I feel like I'm probably somewhere in between Aaron and Nicole. I feel like there should be some trails that are open to certain activities and some that are closed for other activities. Uh, I do feel like there are even trails in our area where we live that, that should have like priority for hikers and equestrians and mountain bikers. Um, but the problem is there's just such limited, I mean, we have a ton of trails, but there's still limited trails that you can really uh, mm -hmm. get a good long bike ride on. So I don't, I don't want to see any clothes to biking, right. but I would like to see better education for everybody that's going to be out there riding. I don't know how to accomplish that effectively trail signage helps but i think a lot of it just comes from the community and making sure that we teach each other what we should be doing in these situations something that i saw i think it actually was in sedona the sign said slow down and say hi that that was the trail etiquette which i thought was super smart because as you pass by uh, anybody whether they're you're both on bikes or um someone's hiking just slowing down and saying hi and being friendly humanizes uh, you as a, a biker or you as a um, an equestrian or you as a hiker. It helps us to remember that we're, you know, all people. So I think that a lot of times it does come down to educating yourself on where you're riding, mm -hmm. what you're going to be riding, what the rules are, what the expectations are. And then just not being an a-hole. Mm -hmm. That's honestly a big part of it. Yeah. It really is. Because I think it comes down to a lot of it's your interaction once you come to that person. That is your judgment of how that trail should be or, or what should be used on that trail. So if you have a negative interaction with that person on the horse or that person on an e-bike, you kind of judge the situation based off how that went. There's a lot to be said for just, yeah, like slowing down, saying hi, actually saying something. I think I get most bugged when there's kind of a situation and someone just rides off and doesn't say anything. Like they almost hit me, but they just <laughs> ride off. Like it happened just a couple weeks ago on that trail we're talking about that's crowded. I was riding up it and someone's coming down it really fast around a blind, blind corner and I, I totally get going fast like I want to go fast too but I know the trail right I know this is a huge this is a very popular trail it is busy if I have a blind corner I am never going my fastest speed around it yeah but he came around that totally it went over his bars he <laughs> touched my bike but did, I didn't crash but he just had to go off the side there was no extra trail for me to move out of the way or no time um but he didn't say much either. <laughs> like, he, I asked him if he's okay. He said yes. He hurried up and rode off like he's trying to get his best time ever still. And, and I was like, I don't know if he's Strava broke he, up. he rode away. Strava. No. <laughs> yeah. no. Please don't ever yell Strava. <laughs> please. Please bless you. Don't yell Strava. If you happen to yell Strava while on a trail, 
you're an a-hole mm-hmm. of some yeah. sort. And you need to <laughs> make some adjustments. <laughs> you, you need to reassess your uh, life choices. And your goals. Yeah. I think I would have, and I, and I get it, it's, you're going to have situations where you come up on someone, maybe, it's hard to even be too, I don't know, sometimes it's just hard. You're going to have some speed Oh, yeah, you're going to have interactions you know? that you don't But want. maybe, like, mm-hmm. say I'm sorry, like, you know, I, I don't know, something to someone when you about take them out. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and just be super thoughtful about where you're riding yeah. and what the possibilities are. Yep. Um, if you're wearing a full face, which she was, on a popular trail, you're already in the wrong mindset. I'll just say yeah, that. Probably. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I've ridden a lot of, and I, I actually shuttle them more than I ride them, but not on an e-bike. But I've, I've shuttled a lot of trails that are open to motos. And it's a similar thing, like you can have a moto climbing. Even though I know that there's not really going to be horses on those trails. There could be, but it's pretty unlikely because mm-hmm. horses and motos don't mix terribly well mm-hmm. so i mean i love those trails because i feel like i can light it up and go right. as fast as i can down right. those mm-hmm. there's not they're steep enough and they're not impossible but really difficult to climb because they are so chewed up some of these trails are by the motos so it's so fun to fly down those but you got to be aware of where you are and mm-hmm. probably if you have headphones in they need to be the kind that allow you to hear what's going on around you mm-hmm. so you can hear hear things coming and and just be a decent person. I think that's what a lot of things come down to. But so we kind of talked about ideal. What do you think is going to happen? Like if you could, if you had a crystal ball, <laughs> we'll just go to both of you. You answer it. If you had a crystal ball, what do you think is going to happen? So right now, a lot of places are still trying to determine how to regulate bikes versus e-bikes versus all the other fun things we do on the trail. But specifically, mountain bikes and e-bikes. What do you guys foresee happening with trail access and use? I realistically think that people are going to have to register their bikes. Uh, and like, which, like a boat or a canoe or mm-hmm. whatever. Or a gun. Or a gun. <laughs> Let's not even start there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Um, uh, or a moto or a four-wheeler or a side-by-side. Yeah, I, and I, I think that um, bikes and e-bikes are going to be in the same category but we're gonna have more division e-bikes because I, I don't feel like class two and class three uh, have as much in common uh, with class one e-bike as a class one e-bike and a regular e-bike have. Hey, real common. quick, explain the classes like super fast to my mom. Yeah, <laughs> so Dave's mom. <laughs> the, a class one is regulated to 250, um, watts in their motor 20 miles per hour and no throttle class two you can have a throttle and uh, it's still regulated to 20 miles per hour and then class three is regulated at 28 miles per hour um, throttle and then yeah there's a whole bunch of other uh, rules for the the wattage which which ones have to have pedals that are useful pedals. All three. All three. Ha- all three have to have functional pedals okay, for great. them to be classified that, as a bicycle. Right. Okay. I wanted to clarify that because a few years ago I was a rep for Zero Motorcycles and they had a mode on their very first ones you could flip and basically throw a governor on at 25 miles an hour and mm-hmm. they were claiming at that point that they would then classify as an e-bike. Uh-huh. Then these classes actually came out were released yeah. and every single one of these classes requires that it has functional pedals. The only ones I know about that are allowed on mountain bike trails 
um, currently in the U.S. are Class One. Yeah. Well, yeah. That are allowed on multi-use mountain bike bike trails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I know that Class One, Class Two, Class Three are allowed wherever um, bikes are allowed on like bike paths and wherever um, bikes are allowed in national forest. But yeah, like yeah. Park City, it's only a class one. Yeah, and and then obviously motorbike trails are open to any of these mm-hmm. because I mean, yep. any, any of the above is still less than a motorbike. Yep, yeah. yep, exactly. So 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 back to the sorry back to the question. You think that people will have to register their e-bikes? Yes, and they'll and I I think that we could eventually see something like a. Um, an RFID chip, uh, you go through and uh, it makes noises if you're unregulated because it's becoming so uh, so easy for that technology now. Um, I think that's a few years off still, but I, I think that you'll have a sticker that says um, you are a class one or a, um, a regular uh, um, acoustic bike. I, I see that happening honestly within the next five years um, because right now Forest Service most people if you're not a mountain biker you don't look at it and say oh that has a chunkier down tube and a chunkier bottom bracket area that's an e-bike you just see it as a bicycle yeah yeah that's true but I, and that's kind of crept that's interesting you bring that up I hadn't thought of that side of it at all before this and that's in the water sports world. That's crept all the way down to like a kayak. Personal uh-huh. kayaks are supposed to be. I don't know. If, I don't know if SUPs are yet, but they probably are. But personal kayaks and canoes are supposed to be registered. Mm-hmm. Also, like your sci-fi take on the futuristic, uh, going to be <laughs> yeah. regulated with some sort of RFID chip. Um, I, I don't know. Um, what will happen, I kind of feel like as far as trail access goes, that it's going to get better. I mean, I, th- mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like we're probably in that stage right now, and it may continue in this stage for a year or two where it might get worse for a while. Mm-hmm. But I think it'll it'll turn the corner and it'll get better. Me, I, sh- I don't know, I shouldn't <clears throat> say better. It will get more widespread and more accepted, and there will be more trails open to both acoustic bikes, hopefully trails that aren't open to bikes at all, and I feel like there will be uh, more trails open to e-bikes as well. I think this huge influx we've seen into the mountain bike community will only drive the desire for access. And it's gotten more people into it that have means mm-hmm. that understand how the political process works on a local and a you know large, broader scale that are going to be willing to put in some more advocacy for access. Yeah. So I, I, I just feel like there's going to be more money poured into it, the, both trail building, trail access. And there's there's also a generation of riders that kind of fits into that category that we talked about earlier that want to get it back out and bike. Mm-hmm. that haven't for a while that can with e-bikes that are going to want access and they're going to they're going to push that through. I really feel like that this is going to be a net positive for mountain biking in general, as long as we can kind of keep that core mountain bike culture of just being cool to the people that yeah. you're riding with and the environment and everybody else out that's out there enjoying it. We can kind of just epitomize what Nicole has said a little bit about, you know, it's everybody enjoying it to the best of their uh, ability, no matter what that is. I think that it's a net positive in my opinion. Nicole, you've listened to Aaron and I. What do you, your crystal ball, what does your crystal ball tell you about? <laughs> I was actually over here thinking, like, wonder if they're going to get speed limit signs. 
You'll yeah. have you'll have an e-bike and they'll tell you how fast you're going and it'll be like right here is like a slow zone. You need to be under this. Like I don't know. Like I don't know what the future looks like, but I just think, you know, that's how it is on roads. You have like slower lanes, you have faster lanes, you that's how like you keep traffic moving and you're okay. And maybe every trail should have two two lanes. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Like, I'm passing. Nicole's you advocating for double track. <laughs> no, no. Oh, oh. no. We've, we've no, I take that back. No keep, double track. Keep single track single. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I don't really know. But I do I do think there will be more access. I see it already. I, well, more trails. A desire for more trails because mm-hmm. I see so many e-bikes right now. Yeah. Like, we went riding Saturday. There are probably more e-bikes on the trail we went on than acoustic bikes yeah. that day. Like and I was, I was make, shouldn't have been surprised. I was like, is anyone riding like a regular bike? I will say I was on one and he was not. Oh, yeah. So like we were already did, part did of the number. Did it make your experience worse? No, it didn't. No, everyone was really polite and kind and I didn't have any issues. Um, but I was going to say something and I forgot. It'll come I back to I don't remember. That you want to Oh, it, we're getting more. I think that we will get more trails and that I have seen that. I know some people that we know have been digging trails up in, in the mountains here for specifically for e-bikes. It's yeah. a tough climb, but yeah. an awesome gnarly downhill, you know, yeah. and I think that's really cool. So I see it as a, as a good thing too. Yeah, are you, I, are I you sure. smirking? He was smirking. No, no smirking. <laughs> I was smirking because we we don't want to talk too much about that. Oh, oh. sorry. I mean, I we don't know these people. It's an elusive idea. I heard it, it happened it's some, somewhere in eastern Idaho, <laughs> somewhere in the continental United States and or Alaska, Hawaii. Yeah. All right, I'm done talking. But, then. <laughs> but I I'm super positive, and I've become way more cynical in my life in general. But I'm. <laughs> I am super positive about trail access. I think that mm-hmm. I think it's gonna. Like I said, we got a year or two right now where it'll get worse. I I think, and then I hope sincerely that it will <clears throat> it will continue to get better as more more people are putting time and money into this sport. I think we'll get better access. Yeah. But but it really comes down to just you know being nice mm-hmm. um, and and being able to work with people and and not. I think being understanding some. of why they're what their choice was to be like on the thing they are whether it's a horse or a bike or whatever it is like just be respectful of what they have because you don't know you don't know their history and a lot of times you end up foot in your mouth when you start to glump at glump i like that word (laughs) i'm gonna steal that word don't lump everyone together you know all e-bikers this is your category that's not fair well, it's I not the same reasoning for everybody, yeah. you know? So just be willing to hear ideas as we, like, figure this out and what works for people. Yeah. Yeah. And just to set the record straight, I like people on horses because they're usually the ones clearing the trees. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. so it makes it so I can go faster. Yeah. Yeah. When I I hope that we get continue to get better and better access. I think that, I think that we will. I love acoustic bikes. I love e-bikes when I probably didn't just a few years ago, but I absolutely love them now. And just this last week, I, I went on two rides that I wouldn't have been able to complete, probably period, but, <laughs> but I wouldn't have been able to complete in the time that I had for sure. Um, and I was still like just worked at the end of these rides. And I had one of them, I was alone, and I had 
I passed several guys on motos struggling up this section of mountain road to get to the trail I wanted to ride, and they're looking at me like, you are a total moron. <laughs> um, but I stopped and made friends with them, and they, they made friends with a total moron on an e-bike that day. And uh, I think that just, just even those little interactions, like, what are you doing? This is not, you should not be riding or attempting to ride this, because I'll admit parts of it were attempts, not successful. <laughs> but but I think, I think, Nicole, I really appreciate your insight today and the fact that you weren't prepared actually made it great because you kind of said what you really thought and uh and i think that was you probably nailed it better than aaron and i did just about (laughs) everybody being able to be out there and do what you love and enjoy the outdoors that's the goal Mm -hmm. so i mean you have any questions at the end of this questions it's usually can i go ride my bike now oh it is usually (laughs) i just came back i was complaining about how i smell during this podcast before just fyi i was like aaron's not gonna sit this close to me (laughs) aaron will take any excuse he can get to get that close to you it's true uh well thanks i think that if we could get anything out of this like i said go out be an advocate um for more trails be friendly with everybody else that's trying to get more trails uh, if you don't know how to get involved, talk to your local bike shops. They all kind of know who's out there helping to, to advocate for trails. They know which cities are trying to do projects. If they don't, they're not a great bike shop. <laughs> they should know these things. <laughs> but, yeah, just hook up with people who are of like mind and help in any way you can. That's how we're going to get and continue to get great mountain biking trails wherever you live. Everyone we'll, glump together. We'll, we'll cut that up. I like the glumping. Well, I don't know if I like glumping. It sounds kind of weird, actually, as a verb. It's a gerund. I'm not sure I want to glump. I don't, I don't think there's any glumping that needs to happen. Just, sounds, just try it. Sounds like something friends. that uh, the co-eds would figure out at BYU. <laughs> BYU co-eds love to glump. Did they do it on the trail? <laughs> you want to go to trail glumping? <laughs> hey, baby. Let's go glumping tonight. (laughs) 